Howdy. Hi, folks. Hello. And here we are. Episode 5-6. Hit him with the 5-6. With the 5-6. Excited about this. Coming in hot. We hope that you guys had a great Labor Day. I did. I hope you did, too. You went to the beach, didn't you? I did, yes. Yes. I went to a lake. It was great. It was a great camp. In-laws church up there, Middle Tennessee. We went out about an hour east of... Hour and a half east of Nashville, mm-hmm. DeKalb County, Ten Mile, Tennessee. All right. Um, I, th- I think it's DeKalb County. I passed the DeKalb County sign. Yeah. And I'm pretty sure that we stayed in DeKalb County. It's gonna be great. Yeah. It was great. We played DeKalb County in football. They had a jamboree. That was our first game every year, or like yeah. a summer. Like it was just like a scrimmage. Yeah. I was going down, down to I think the Owls, DeKalb County Owls. We Do played you them miss every playing year. football? Uh. I miss playing high school football. I mean, I never played any other football. Yeah. But like, just like I, being on a team, like, yeah. I mean, I'm a team guy. Yeah. I, I'm like, I like that. Yeah. Um, I like playing. Yeah. I I think that I would be way better now uh, physically. <laughs> I'm probably stronger now, maybe just got dad strength. Yeah, that's right. I'm not in better shape than I was in high school, but I think smarts yeah. like. I put, I started playing football in sixth grade. Didn't know anything was going on. I ever played it growing up. Yeah. Like they would say a play. I'd go to quarterback and go, what do I do? And I was a receiver. And he's <laughs> yeah. like, just run straight. You're not getting the ball anyways. <laughs> so I would just run. <laughs> Shout out to Adam Tomlinson. Um, and he'd be like, just go do something. Like I'm going to hand the ball off. Yeah, it's fine. You're not getting it. Uh, but then I s- started playing lineman in eighth grade. So it's a big swing there from receiver to lineman. Well, w- in our middle school, every boy except for three played. I mean, there was like 70. I mean, we had so many people, and it was just like whatever. Yeah. And they need a lineman. I was like, I'll, I'll like to hit somebody. Let's go. Yeah. So then when I got to high school, I went out for receiver. Six foot tall. I'm skinny. I'm like, hey, let's – I'm 160 pounds. Like, yeah. And then our coach was like, Peach, what are you doing with receivers? You're a lineman. I was like, no, I was then. I'm not now. <laughs> uh, but I think now – and I played defensive end. Yeah, I, I think I'm uh, I'm football smart now just because I've watched enough of it. I'm just yeah. older. I think I'd be better now. Yeah. Plus, you'd be like full grown man out there with high school kids, which happened. Really? Did you hear about that? No, I did not. <clears throat> oh, the, the Bishop Sycamore. Yes, I did hear about. And they that. played IMG and got whipped. They had like 22 year olds that dropped out of JUCO schools. Yeah. and played. It got whipped. That's got funny. destroyed. And then I think they played the next, like that same week, they played a team in like Pennsylvania, maybe Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania, Philadelphia, somewhere, yeah. and they got destroyed again. And nobody stopped this yet. Oh, it's yeah, but they duped ESPN to come and like it was on ESPN. That's <laughs> crazy. That's funny. But they still got beat. Yeah. We asked my um, brother-in-law Andrew. He played for the Naval Academy. Big fella. Big fella, and he, um, we asked him at the beach, "Hey, do you miss football?" And he's like, "Not one bit." Yeah, man. He's like, "I bet, I bet like, once I'm you done. get to that level, it's so hard on your body." And he was like doing military stuff, and I mean, like, yeah, that's a grind. But for him, the first few years, he hated the Naval Academy. This first few years, just because yeah. that he was like, "I love football." It was my way yeah. to get out of it and like back to his normal life. But I listened to a podcast the other day with um. Theo Vaughn uh-huh. and Jay Cutler. Oh, okay. And he asked Jay Cutler, like, what's the difference between high school and college and pro? Like, your mindset. And he was like, the purest form is high school. Yeah. He's like, you and your buddies, 
You love to play on Friday nights. He goes, college, it's fun, but you still have other things you have to do. He yeah. goes, when you get in pro, he's like, it's your job. It's a job. He was like, you it have may be me- a fun job, but it's a job. He was like, you have meetings after meetings after meetings. And then he was like, and then you have somebody right there next to you going, when you mess up, I'm here to take your spot. Yeah. He's like, that's a weird feeling. He, like All the time. Just like thinking your job. Yeah. Like if, if there was somebody here that was on staff that was connections minister wait in waiting in in waiting just <laughs> waiting for you to mess up being like I can do it better than him yeah oh he was like it's a big mental but yeah no I mean I, I yeah I mean I miss the Friday night lights and I miss yeah. playing and the community and your friends and the pep rallies that's all fun but man I'm I'm sore now like if I <laughs> do anything right like I, I can't imagine the pain I'd be in. <laughs> After a Friday night football game, you just have to take a take a couple of weeks off, not walk anywhere. Hey, can we do game a month? <laughs> <laughs> just so I can take some time. And even in high school, I had to do like ice baths. I like tore my hip flexors, both of them, one yeah. junior year, one senior year. Ice baths, all that stuff. Oh, that seems miserable. Like when I was younger, you know, like really in college, when you know you all you do is watch football, and your whole Saturdays and Sundays are just yeah. I used to love big hits, you know, like that was, and this was the pre-targeting days, so people would just get it destroyed. Was, yes, safeties and stuff yeah. would like tee off on those receivers. The older I get, though, the now more you I see, see those hits, I'm like, oh, yeah. <laughs> that's how. That's probably one of the moments that I realized I was getting older is when I watch it and I go, oh <laughs> man, poor kid. Like that's kind of, and they just keep getting up, like. It's incredible the hits they can take. And then now you have people that are older that are like, they don't remember their names. Yeah. You got like CTE and you're like, uh. Yeah. Yeah. But I still want Jack to play football. Do you? And my best like, can we get him into tennis or golf? <laughs> Low contact. Baseball. Like, yeah. Yeah. Well, hey, football season's here. Yeah. We just said that. It's a great first great. weekend. Great. Uh, tomorrow, the night you're listening to this, pro football starts. Official kickoff? Thursday, yeah. I think it's uh, Dallas and Tampa Bay. All right. Playing, I think, Thursday night. Tonight. Uh, it's going to be good. Yeah. And then Lots of football going on. Alabama did a good job. Yep. Um, that was fun to watch for a half. Tennessee. Hey, coming out strong. We won last week. Yeah. Against Bowling Green, I'll take it. BG, come on. It's weird now with the transfer, po- the transfer portal. Yeah. And Mary Beth is like, describe that to me. Tell me about <laughs> it. I'm like, ah. basically, you just say I want to go somewhere else. But like, a lot, there's like a thousand people in the transfer portal that aren't getting picked up because yeah. they're like, I want to go somewhere else to play. And Nobody wants you. No one wants you, man. Yeah. <laughs> like, sorry. Uh, but it's weird. Like, oh, like <clears throat> our quarterback Joe Milton the third for Tennessee. Yeah, he was at Michigan last year. Yeah. And you have all these people. Well, they were at Louisville. They were at Michigan. Now they're at this. So we got a we got a big linebacker from Tennessee, didn't we? What's it? He got a crazy last name. Yeah, Henry Tua Tua. Tua Tua uh, hurt his yeah. leg. Yeah. Oh. Yeah. Oh. Yeah. Hurt his leg. And so, then and then upset. and then our old starting quarterback, uh, Jared uh, Garantano. Garantano. He still plays football. Starting quarterback at Washington State this week. He is 40 years old well everyone has one extra year of eligibility yeah, because right. of covid so mm-hmm. like people can stay longer i i don't know if alabama does this but tennessee on the sec patch yeah underneath it it'll say graduated oh if nice they, if they've actually graduated and they can go and get their masters and yeah, stuff like that sure. too but i feel like like man i feel like i've been seeing you with that patch on for a long time you see yeah. some guys like <laughs> getting their second master's degree or something but 
Hey guys, welcome to Football Talk. Football uh, chat in the South. <laughs> football Talk. It's football time in <laughs> the South. Uh, but hey, Labor Day's here. Football's here. I think next week's supposed to get a little cooler down here. That would be wonderful. I think it's going to be a little cooler down here. It was cool yesterday. No, it was pretty hot yesterday. And you were out there. Baseball has now started Baseball with our kids. Started. Yeah. I got, e- I got a fall ball. I got an email yesterday. We got practice Saturday and a scrimmage Sunday. I was like, well, okay. It's going. We're in it. Yep. Then we got wiffle ball starting. Yes. We got a wiffle ball team. Been working on some wiffle ball merch. We have been working on some wiffle ball merch. We've already bought it. You've already bought the team some hats. So if yes. you listen to this and you're on Chris's team, Axe to Grind, our team name, the red team. The red team. Uh, that's like true fall ball. Yeah. Like, you know, when I, when I was a kid, it was like you the green team, the yellow team, yeah. the white team, the red team. We're, we're, on, we're on the red team uh, with that. Um, Jumping in there. Well, hope you guys had a great uh, Labor Day. Hope you got a chance to marvel. Mm, did you do it? And go marveling. We, did ha- we, it, didn't, we did not. I have not received a text. Wow. People. Or a call or an email or an Insta or anything. Or any communication. But you know what? You don't need to let your left hand know what your right hand is doing. If you did it, good job. Congrats. <laughs> good job. Hope, hope it you, was beneficial. You went out there and marveled at God in some way um, with that. Um. Yeah, we have no new updates, stuff like that. But uh, yeah, we're all good. Man, we're gonna be in the OT today. That's the Old Testament for you. The Old Testament, new folks. Yeah, in the Old Testament, we're looking at the book of the story of the book of some time of Daniel. <laughs> all that, all that of Daniel. Um, there's a lot of. I mean, we probably know the big stories of Daniel, yeah. right? Uh, but we're going to go back to Daniel Uno. Yeah. Daniel 1. Um, a little bit of background on Daniel. Yeah, and just kind of look at how he got started. And, I, and there's some good stuff here on um, what was the foundation and, and ground level of, you know, we know Daniel from those big stories, but this kind of gives you a glimpse into one is life and two what he did to prepare himself yeah i believe i think that's the key word there is, preparation is preparation for the big events in his life um in that um and in this you know if you were to ask daniel at a young age do you think that you're going to make history do you mm. think there's going to be a book written after you yeah no <laughs> i'm just a dude right um but i think that there is a there is a call to all of us I believe that we um, we are called, we are, are a, a purpose to glorify, to give glory to God and do all those things. But I think also a chance for us to make history. Mm. Now, when you think of make history, what do you think of? Is it like a person that like pops in your brain, not Bible related, right? That would you say, oh, this person made made history yeah i think uh this is not going to be like a specific person but like it's anybody who makes an impact in the world that outlives them Ooh, you know well that's a history yeah right yeah you know like i think i think on a on a small scale like most of us will be remembered by our families and and friends and you know if you if you remove a few generations from that people may not yeah. Not know your name. Um, so I think, you know, 
in general, when I think about history, I think about, you know, presidents, you know, uh -huh. historical figures, stuff like that. But, but I think we're, we're going somewhere with this podcast that, <laughs> that might have a different view of that. And, yeah. and I think that that's a good biblical view. Well, I listened to um, a podcast the other day, this, uh, um, I don't know what he does. He worked for Boston Dynamics and makes AI robots and all this stuff. A guy named Lex Friedman. Lex Luthor. Lex Luthor. <laughs> uh, but he was talking to, you know, Dan Carlin, who does, um, oh, what is uh, Dan Carlin's email? Um, Hardcore History. Oh, okay. Right? Yeah. So you, very, very big, very known big podcast. Yeah. And they were talking about this. And he asked, is there anybody that we think today that is going to make history? Mm. Right? Like, it's hard to see it when you're in it. Yeah. Because you're like, oh, it's just big names all the time. Yeah. And he brought up Elon Musk. Yeah. He was like, I think Elon will generations and generations, we will go back to him to yeah. go, he changed space exploration. He's the one that kind of revamped and encouraged us to do more space things. Yeah. Which is very scientific wording. Um, but space things. Also in the electric car deal. Like yeah. he made an electric car that people want and right. not like, oh, here's this little Prius. Like he made something where people are like, that's a cool car. It doesn't matter if it's electric or not. I want that car because it's dope. And so they kind of talked about people today that are making history. But I think for us, I think someone that outlives us, but I think maybe for a time and even in your immediate life, in your lifespan, I think we're called to make some sort of history, if you will, sure. to make an impact. Right. Cause all these people that we talk about that made history made a significant impact yeah. in the world or a group of people or those around them. Yeah. Um, you know, in that, uh, Daniel for sure did that. Yeah. The Bible's full of, that's what we have. We have the Bible full of people that made big, huge impacts or maybe small impacts yeah. that, um, now looking back, oh, that was bigger than they did yeah. or they thought it was. Well, you look at, uh, you know, somebody like Rahab who yeah. did something, you know, seemingly small at the time, but is a huge figure in, in the yeah. biblical story. And mm -hmm. it's talked about, you know, in the new Testament, you know, hundreds, yeah. maybe thousands of years later. Um, and I think that what you're kind of hitting on is that there's a difference between, what the world would view as mm -hmm. historical yep, yep, yep. and what's viewed as history making in the kingdom of God. Oh, that, yes. And I, yeah. And we're talking about the latter. We're talking about the second part yeah. because, um, there may be a president listening to this, a future president <laughs> listening to this, right. But like, probably not. And, but the way that we view people in history is, did they, did they build a company up? Are right. they a Jeff Bezos? Do they have the most money? Are the, or do they have the highest ranking official or this or that? Yep. Um, but the Bible is really big in taking ordinary people and putting them in um, different circumstances and them just living faithfully mm. makes them history makers. Yeah, the, the Bible seems to go out of its way to highlight unlikely characters mm -hmm. in difficult situations <laughs> who through their faithfulness yep. have made history. Yeah. Absolutely. Right. It's not necessarily because they were super dynamic people or super talented people. It was like people who just said yes to God. Here I am. What do you want me to do? And God is the one who makes the history. Well, and that that's exactly what we're talking about today <laughs> in Daniel one and kind of looking at those 
kind of looking at his um, origin story into making history. Right. And I think this is a really good step in this. So we have Daniel, um, Israelites, and then in Daniel 1, we kind of have um, the nation of Israel began to not follow yep. God the way they're supposed to. Um, and, a, and a lot of times God will say, you're not following me. You're on your own for a little bit. Right. Or, you know, I will let other nations or other areas conquer you or, or just take you over because that's what we do. Yeah. Right. And so, so that happened. Right. And so then you had like the Babylonians took over the Israelite people. And then back then when that really happened, you kind of had like two options. <laughs> they would basically either like kill you or it's like, you're now our slave. Yeah. Right. It's not like we take them over and go, Oh cool. Now you're a part of it. It's no, we don't like you. You're either going to work for us as a slave or we're going to kill you. Yeah. Um, and this kind of happened to Daniel. Yep. Daniel and some of his people were kind of taken over. Um, he became a slave. He was put in the house of the king, Nebuchadnezzar. Then he kind of went through the ranks, mm -hmm. like where he was just put his head down and said, okay, I'm going to do what I need to do. Um, then three, him and three of his buddies were really kind of selected to say, hey, we think you're intelligent. We think you're smart. We think you're um, on the right track. You're obedient to us. We're going to take you here hmm. and then um, we're going to put you in this area and we're going to teach you. We're going to teach you our ways for about three years. Yeah. So him and some other people were in kind of the schooling for three years. They lived in the king's house. They were kind of like the smart slaves, right? They were kind of like the smart ones of like, hey, we're going to teach you. We're going to put you here because this is, you know, what it is. Um, yeah, this is it's, it's actually a pretty uh, insidious uh tactic on on the part of the Babylonians because um, what you see from their perspective is what they're trying to do is they're taking these really bright talented uh -huh. Israelites and they're specifically pulling them out and saying all right we're going to teach you how to be really really good Babylonians yes yes and we're going to try to erase your identity your culture your heritage and make you one of us so that you can then go and sell this Babylonian way of life yeah. to your people. Uh, so it's not just an effort to destroy cities, take no. over, kill people. It's, it's also, they're wanting to crush expand, a culture. Yeah. Like they're wanting to completely eradicate who the Israelites are. But it's interesting that you see that Daniel, um, both through obedience and patience and faithfulness, is able to rise through those ranks to excel at everything he's doing, but he doesn't lose the core of who he is. Yeah. Um, also, we are not OT theologians, mm -hmm. right? And so, mm -hmm. you know, we probably have missed a lot of gaps in there. <laughs> Go back and do your own study, but th th that's a brief just kind of setting and where we're at. Daniel, the Israelites are taken over. He's now um, with some other Israelites yeah. in the schooling as a slave living in the king's house, trying to be one of the smartest so they could just, you know, just what you said, advance the Babylonian way right. um, and culture and get rid of the Israelite culture as well. Yes. Um, and so in this, so let's look at um, Daniel 1, 8, and 9. So we kind of have this, but you want to go out to 8, 9, uh, 1, verse 8. Mine says Daniel's faithfulness is mm -hmm. how it starts in mine. But it says, but Daniel resolved that he would not defile himself with the king's food or with the wine that he drank. Therefore, he asked the chief of the eunuchs to allow him not to defile himself. 
And God gave Daniel favor and compassion in the sight of the chief of the eunuchs. And the chief of the eunuchs said to Daniel, I fear my Lord, the king who assigned your food and your drink. For why should he see that you were in worse condition than the youths who are the youths who <laughs> are of your own age? So you would um, so you would endanger my head with the king. So here it is. Daniel, to go back to the Israelites, are told what you can and can't eat. Right. What is clean, what is unclean food. Yep. Now, what's great is that it says like, he did not want he did not want to defile himself with the king's food. So you had this thing where you have a ton of other slaves, ton other people that are probably starving, don't have the best food, but because he's in the schooling and he's living in the king's house, he gets special food. Yep. He basically gets this banquet of the king's food. He gets to eat at the king's table. And they're like, yeah. you get to eat this. Yes. So he has whatever food, like, hey, you're going to get full. We have the best of the best right here for you. And he's like, I can't eat that. Right. God told me I can't eat that. Now, again, they're trying to erase that from him. But the chief over him says, but wait a minute. This is really kind of scaring me, buddy. <laughs> you're going to get me in trouble. You're going to get me in trouble because <laughs> if you don't eat this, you're going to be weaker. You're going to look worse. You're going to not be as strong or as bright or as on it as the other people. And he's like, and then if you were that way, it's on me. Right. And he can cut my head off. Right. I'm going to die because of you. Mm -hmm. um, and Daniel sits back and says, well, no. Okay. Let's go. Um, <laughs> no. Uh, and then 11, he says, Then Daniel said to the steward whom the chief of the eunuchs had assigned over Daniel, Hananiah, Mishael, and Azariah, Test your servants for 10 days. Let us be given vegetables to eat and water to drink. Then let our appearance and the appearance of the youths who eat the king's food be observed by you and deal with your servants according to what you see. So he listened to them in this matter and tested them for 10 days. So Daniel says, look, give me a test. Let's just see. Let's do a test run. Let's do a test run. 10 days, buddy, 10 days. Let me be here. Let us eat what we're supposed to eat. Um, and then you can just kind of look at us yeah, and just determine if we look sick or if we look not as up to par as what you think that that should be. Um, so he listened to them in the matter of test of 10 days. At the end of the 10 days, it was seen that they were better in appearance and fatter in flesh than all the youths who ate the king's food. So the steward took away their food and the wine they were to drink and gave them vegetables, right? And so he's like, okay. So in this, Daniel comes back and says, here it is. Yeah. Let me try this for just a little bit. Verse 17, as for these four youths, God gave them learning and skill and all literature and wisdom. And Daniel had understanding in all visions and dreams at the end of the time when the king had commanded that they should be brought in, which was about three years, I believe that, uh -huh. I, that I learned. So about three years um, brought in the chief of the eunuchs, brought them in before Nebuchadnezzar and the king spoke with them. And among all of them, none was found like Daniel, Hananiah, Mishael and Azariah. Therefore, they stood before the king, verse 20, and in every matter of wisdom and understanding about which the king inquired of them, he found them 10 times better than all of the magicians and enchanters uh, that were in all of his kingdom. And Daniel was there until the first year of King Cyrus. So we have this deal here, right? Of for about three years, this is the very beginning of Daniel. He's been taken in. And he's there with them and says, I can't eat this food. 
they're like, why? Because <laughs> God told me I can't. Yeah. I don't know if I would have that mm. courage to do that. Yeah. I'd, I'd be afraid that I'm going to die. I'd be afraid something's going to happen. And you're like, in the big things of, you know, if we were here to weigh sins, yeah. it's like, hey, I'm just, just going to eat some meat. Yeah, I'm not a big deal. Some, Let's go. Not a big thing. I'm going to do this. I'm still going to love God and, I'm st- and, you know, and do all the things I need to do, but I will at least eat yeah. this food. And he says no. All right. And then in that, it says that over the time period, he did a 10 day trial and then the three years, Nebuchadnezzar brought him in and was like, oh, you're 10 times smarter <laughs> and better than any, any, any other person I have in here. Yeah. Um, and, I, and, and that's 100%, I believe, God yeah. walking him through this saying, because of your faithfulness, I'm going to give you a little bit more. I'm going to help you. I'm going to walk with you. Um, and one of the things that jumps at me at, at this is that his convictions hmm. were greater than the compromise. Yeah, that's right. That Daniel's convictions of, I've told not to eat this, even though it's so small, hmm. that is greater than his compromise to say, well, okay. It's not that bad. Yeah. And I think that we all, all of us listen to this, that's where we struggle. Mm. Do, does our convictions outweigh the compromise of what we want to do? Yeah. Right? I think we have this uh, running monologue in our head where, you know, every day we're faced with different situations and we're constantly trying to uh, talk ourselves into or out of things. And what I think is interesting and, and worth paying attention to is like right from the beginning, Daniel is this person of great uh, consistency and conviction. Yes, yes. And from the biggest things, which we'll see later in the book, where yes. he, he, you know, he is committed to, to uh, observing prayer throughout the day. Where he's is put to, or yeah, he's tried well, to put to death. Yeah. Yeah. All the way down to the littlest things of, of following, you know, dietary restrictions. Absolutely. (laughs) And I I agree with you. I don't think that we walk around with that level of conviction and commitment to the big and the small of our faith. I mean, I think we're probably big in that way of like, well, I don't think I'm a murderer today. Yeah. Right. And I don't have an issue with stealing. Yeah. Uh, I'm probably not going to cheat on my wife today. Yes. You know? yeah, yeah, <laughs> so yeah. I'm okay. Yeah, there's big, yeah, right? Yeah. But it's like, but I'll do this, I'll yeah. do that. Um, but I think for someone to make history, it starts with those small convictions. Absolutely. Um, God doesn't, uh, uh, there is not a scale or a list of, well, this is the number one sin mm. down to a thousand sin. If you do these lower 900 sins, it's okay because <laughs> they're just small baby ones. It's no faithful in everything that you do. Yeah. Faithful in every aspect of your life um, to the big and to the small. And for someone to make history, um, I would even say in today's world, I'd probably look at those people more because yeah. yeah, I'm probably not going to cheat or steal and murder today. But those smaller ones, if I see somebody living that way, it's like, oh, okay. Yeah. Like that's, that's a deeper faith, even though it's a smaller issue. Deeper. That's, that's the word. Right. That's it's, good. it's a deeper understanding. It's a deeper level of um, trust. Mm. It's a deeper level of love of just, hey, you told me to do the small things. I won't do it. Yeah. Um, and I won't do the big ones either. Yeah. But I'm, 
I'm just going to live the way you tell me to live. Yeah. Um, and do that. And I think about, you know, people that like, um, do like triathlons and mm-hmm. stuff yeah. and that are like training for marathons. Those people bother me. <laughs> <laughs> Those people get on my nerves. Well, just throw it out there. Well, so this past week we, um, went to this camp and there's a guy that we know, awesome guy. Um, he is trying for like a triathlon or like a mega ultra marathon. I don't know what it is, yeah. but we were about, I don't know, 40 minutes away from Lebanon where he lived, where our camp was. When he got there, he rode his bike there. Oh, wow. <laughs> yeah. His wife and kid got in the car. They went. He rode his bike there. Wow. And it was like, why, man? <laughs> why, why are you doing that? Like, ride later. Yeah. He's like, well, no, my if schedule. Behind, yeah, if I get behind now. If I get on my schedule, like my schedule says, I got to run this many miles today. I got to bike so many. I got to swim so many. I got to do these things. And if I do it, then I'm going to get behind. And so his like level of conviction or his level of dedication is like, no, I'm going to stick to the script no matter what it says, even yeah. though it may be a little inconvenient. And also it was a big gravel road. He was like, <laughs> and he'd never been at camp before. He was yeah. like, I probably would have stopped before this road because it was garbage. But, yeah. um, but just people that do that, like if you want to reach to that level, then you have to do the small things. Yeah. How you eat, how you train, how you sleep, what you put in your body, how many, and they, and they do that and they have spreadsheets on everything that they need to do to attain their goal. Yeah, to, to get to the big goal, they have to make a thousand tiny decisions every day. Right. To achieve it. And like for me, I, to like know somebody who's like, no, I'm like, there was a teacher at our school that did ultra marathons. Yeah. He, he does 100 plus mile runs. That's too far. That's Why? too far for people. Why? <laughs> we have cars, <laughs> buses, bikes, but he does that. But he would run to school in the morning. Yeah. Like, the way that he got to work was, I am going to run. Ooh. But he has to do little small things yeah, to lead to something bigger. And he's someone that I know his name because he's like, man, he was very dedicated to that. Yeah. And I think for us to make history in the world and in the sphere of um, God, yeah, not of what man says mm. of money or fame or success, but to make history and, man, this person loved and lived for God, you're, you're exactly right. I think it takes a lot of those little decisions. Yeah. Um, and I think God uses those little decisions to help us with our bigger decisions yeah. later on. Right. Well, and I think that, you know, just being people, we're overly focused on the visible things that we can see, things that we can get our arms around. But, you know, Jesus kind of talked to this idea real specifically in that, you know, the, the, the Jews of his day were like, we don't, we don't murder. We don't, we don't commit adultery. And Jesus is like, you say you don't murder. Well, that's good for you. But if you hate somebody in your heart, then you've committed, you've already murdered them. Well, he called them, you know, you know, like all those Pharisees, he called them, you're like whitewashed tombs. Yeah. Right. Right. Like you look good on the outside and all those what, big things. Yeah. That The big things is yep. what we obsess over yep. and, and spend our time. But Jesus is like, no, you've got to understand what the heart of this is. And I think Daniel here is modeling that spirit well before <laughs> Jesus's time, you know? Yeah. Yeah. And, and it didn't change before Daniel and it doesn't change now. Like God is working on our heart mm. and working on our daily decisions yes. to be faithful to him. Because I think we like to compromise. Yes. Well, I'll do this mm. 
and that's not going to hurt anybody. That's not a big deal. It'll just, I'll, I'll be the only one who knows. Yeah, it's yeah. Not a, uh, but then I, I think a little bit that, that tears down, it breaks down, it messes with um, our heart and our faithfulness and our connection with God you know, yes, those big things, but I think those small things are chipping away mm. and that's like, no, 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 no. You need those. Yeah. Those are foundation builders yeah. um, for the big deals. Well, and I can't, I can't, you know, do hypotheticals with, with Daniel here, but it's like, I, I, you see, you see it play out in real life. Uh, the more you compromise on those small internal decisions, uh, the more likely you are to make some of those bigger mistakes. And you just wonder, it's like, what if Daniel had compromised on this food, would we have the same story? Or is this, yes. or was this the first step on this path of faithfulness that really put him on the track to make oh, history, yeah. you know? Well, and yeah. And for you in your life, you could probably look back and, and uh, you, you as also listeners, <laughs> me, Chris, me, and Chris, you listeners, and you listeners, and me, Justin. Um, you could start that now. Yes. Right. Like so, we don't know if this is Daniel's first time to say nope. Yep. I'm I'm going to do what God calls me to do, or if he's been doing this for a while. Yeah. Um, but for you, and I, and I think in our brain kind of the way that I think about it when you're on a diet, mm -hmm. right? Like, you know, you go away for Labor Day weekend, you go away on, on vacation. You're like, I've already blown it. Yep. I've already had that little Debbie Twinkie. I'm done. I don't know if little Debbie makes Twinkies. I don't H think host. hostess hostess. I've already had that oatmeal cream pie, that little Debbie. <laughs> I might as well have another one. Yeah. I might as well have this. I might as well have the cake. And you're like, I, I will get back on it later. Yes. Right. And so you're like, I've already done it. And if that's you in your life and in your convictions, if you're like, I've already messed up. Yeah. Start Today's today. a new day. Yep. Tomorrow's a new day to yep. be like, you know what? Today I'm starting with my convictions. Yep. Uh, and God doesn't penalize that. I don't, I mean, <clears throat> he knows that we're sinners. He yeah. knows that we're going to mess up. And he's like, today's a new day. Mm -hmm. Today's a new day for you to get on that path and say, no, let's, you know, let's start new with that. Yep. I think another thing, um, when it comes to making history, I think God looks at this too, because we can clearly see it in the story in Daniel one, that obedience paves the way for opportunities. Yeah. I, I, I don't think that he got smarter because he just didn't eat that food. I don't think he rose to be 10 times better than everyone else because I think God did that, but God saw his faithfulness mm. and says, you're a man that is after my heart. You are a man who is willing to follow me. And gives him bigger opportunities yeah, and paves the way for him to be like, Hey, you're going to be a, be a big history maker yeah, because I can see what you're doing here. Yeah. Um, you're right there, man. I got a little, hello. <laughs> hello. My voice is a little scratchy. I got to clear it. There you go. Close your ears. <clears throat> I could have talked. I'm back. I could. There you go. It's better. Um, and so for you in your own life, I don't know. Yeah. Maybe there may be times in your life where you're sitting there going, I don't feel like I've had the opportunity or I've made the impact or I've done the things that I should have done. And it may be like, those aren't presented to you yet because you have not shown the yeah. small faithful things. Yeah. There seems to be uh, this idea of, of trust with God and it kind of goes both ways um, in that God will wait to 
share something with you, to put you in the position that he needs you to be in until you're ready and that you have proven that you're ready. And I don't know exactly how that all plays out. And I definitely don't think that uh, bleeds over into that health and wellness type of gospel where if you do what you're supposed to do, you're going to get everything you ever wanted in life. I think if you're faithful, God is going to do with you what he wants to do with you. And knows that you're ready for that. And if you don't show those now, he may be like, I don't think you're ready for this yet. Um, Yeah. Not that God can't use broken people. That's all he uses. Yeah, that's right. Right. Um, But it goes back to the heart issue. Mm -hmm. I think it goes back to the heart issue of, are you ready? And are you showing those faithful steps? Right. Um, And we do this like with our kids, like, Hey, you know, you have chores. We're trying to make Jack have chores now. Yeah. How's that going? Yeah. (laughs) Uh, Was he try? You know, we keep saying we want to make a chart for him. And his chores are basically like, make your bed. Yeah. Put your clothes in dirty clothes. Go to the bathroom, brush your teeth, like things that he has to do anyways. Right. But just giving him more responsibility. Just give him more responsibility yeah. saying, Hey, we are, we are depending on you now that you're five. We think that you can do these things. Right. And then when he can do these things, then it's like, Hey, we trust you. And now, now you can do other you things. Do more things. Yeah. Or even like at this camp, we were just at, there's 200 people at this camp. We know the majority of them. It's a safe place. Um, and for the first little bit, it was like, Hey, can I go with them way over there? And I was like, Hey, play around here for a little bit. Yeah. And then I was like, oh, okay, hey, you did a good job in this. You want to go down there? You want to go up to that cabin and go play? Now I trust you because you did the small things that we said and you listened. Yeah. And now we believe that you can do bigger things. Yeah, that's good. And go off bigger things. And I think God is like, I want you to do the small things. Mm-hmm. Not that he's testing us. Right. But I think a part of our faith is a test of just how you live your daily life. Right. Um, you know, I don't think it's like the Santa Claus naughty or nice you to good or bad but i think it's like hey he's following stuff and again it's easy for us to follow some of the big things yeah how is it in those small everyday deals in that um i also think in this as well um just to go along with that where it's like small steps now will make history later yes right so this, this seems like a very small, which I wonder, like, why, why did you put this in there? But yeah, it, why is this an important part of the story? Like, yeah. this is 21 verses, and it could have been five. Like, yeah. Daniel was a slave. God granted him more wisdom. Favor. And favor, and yeah. now he rose up a 10 times smarter. Yeah. But it shows the small steps that led to the history making that Daniel did. Yeah. And that we'll read later on in the book, if you will. Um, that small steps now right. is a big deal for later. Um, and then for you and for me and for listener, we say this a lot, like a lot of times your spouse, your neighbor, your parents, your friends, your coworker, your pastor, whatever it may be, they can't tell you what that is yeah. because you're good on those big things. Right. You're good on those outward the things. stuff that they can see. Right. Yeah. So what small steps do you daily monthly, whatever it may be that you need to take to be like, all right, I want to make history for God and whatever environment that is and your family and your work and your community, wherever it may be. That that doesn't mean if I'm faithful now that I'm going to sell a million books and I'm going to write all this, right? Like, you know, you're, 
sphere of influence could be small. Right. But if you want to make history in that, it starts with those small steps. Yeah, that's right. And what we don't know, and I think this, this tracks along with that same idea, is what small steps and what small interactions and what seemingly insignificant decisions that we make on a daily basis, what impact those will have five years from now yeah. or 10 years from oh, now. Absolutely. And I think that that's a difference between, you know, what, what we're talking about with being famous in the world's eyes versus mm -hmm. what being famous in the kingdom of God is about. I think the kingdom of God is going to be full of famous people who the world's never heard of absolutely, because they, they chose to love the people in their orbit. They chose to uh, change their family dynamics in a way that sets a new legacy that their children and their children's children have this whole new outlook on life because of a small decision that they made in the way that they raise their kids or yeah. whatever it is. Like we don't know necessarily, or we'll get the benefit of seeing uh, how these small changes, these small decisions will have over the long haul. But I think that, you know, the kingdom of God is going to be full of people who did seemingly insignificant things in the, the world's, world's eyes yeah. that made a huge impact for the kingdom of God. And uh, this is just a personal, uh, this is where this kind of struggles with, struggles with me this is where I struggle with this and this whole idea of small steps and exactly what you said of like, w we may not see the fruit of yeah. us being faithful in this area, which is what we want to. Right. Right. If I do this, then I want to see this. And right. you may never see it um, in that. And I always go back to the teachings of Jesus and go, okay, in, in my daily life, in my everyday life, and again, I work for a church, I got people here. Then I, I mean, we have a pretty, you do, I do, we have a pretty, uh, I'd say almost every single one to be listening, you got a pretty tight schedule. Yeah right? Like you wake up and then you have kids and it's a routine and then you go to school or go to work and then you come back and you pick your kids up and it's dinner time and it's bed. You kind of have that. But there are those moments where um, you, you come in contact with the outside world. Yeah. That's outside of what you see every single day. And for me, where that, where that really comes into play is when I see somebody asking or begging for something. Yeah. If I see somebody that looks like they're upset or mad or in trouble or in need in that really that conviction of I need to go say something, right. pray with them, ask them if they need help, ask them if they need money, ask them if they need food. Uh, who knows what it is? Maybe they yeah. just need an ear, but those convictions of that, that's really small. But then the compromise or my deal is, well, what if they take yeah. 25 minutes? What if it takes an hour? What if I can't Somebody really help them? Yeah. Or man, someone else will do it. We are in the South. We're, we're all, we're all, we're a bunch of Christians here. Someone <laughs> will surely ask them. Yeah. And that's where it kind of comes in the rub for me of the small things Yeah, of seeing somebody that looks like they're having a bad day at a store being like, Hey, are you okay? And that may be weird and awkward to be like, yeah, I'm fine. What are you asking me? But we're <laughs> just seeing somebody who is asking for money being like, Hey, I'll help you out. But is there anything else we can help you out with? Yeah. And that goes right back to Jesus. If, you know, if I'm hungry or I need clothes, you know, will you be there? Yeah. Um, or you think about like the Good Samaritan and you think about that deal and it's like, man, um, those may seem big to some people, yeah. but that is 
base level love with Jesus. Right. You know, in the Bible of love your neighbor. Yeah. And how, how often do I go out of the way to do that? Yeah. Um, I'm not killing, I'm not murdering, but <laughs> yeah. I'm also not always putting myself in that situation. Yeah. But I think Daniel is like, because I can make a ton of excuses why I can't, I got to pick my kids up in a few minutes. Yep. Then they're going to be here at day school for an extra 25 minutes. And that's like $30 for me. Right. I was like, <laughs> yeah. well, I can't really do that. Daniel could have said that here. Yeah. No, I'll eat it because who really cares? Yeah. Nobody and it's good cares. food. Yeah. And, that, and, and in the big scheme of things, I don't want to make trouble. I, yeah. I don't want to make trouble. I don't want to get that guy's head chopped off. Right. Yeah. Like, like that's a Which big that's deal. Valid, you know, like that is a, yeah, that is <laughs> valid, but he trusted God and said, yeah, well then just give me a test. Give me right. 10 days. I yeah. promise you that my God's going to be with me. And, and, and in that, I don't think he says that. Yeah. I don't think he says, watch what my God will do. He just says, trust me. Yeah. And he knows because mm -hmm. he knows that for him to tell the story of God, it's going to uh, be a little bit later. Spoiler, read chapter two in this. <laughs> you have Nebuchadnezzar's dream. Right. No one else could figure it out. I don't know if we're going to do this next week or not. I don't know what our deal is. So <laughs> read two, because we may do part two of this next week. Yeah, that'd be good. Daniel's awesome um, in that. But small steps now will make uh, big history later. Uh, does that remind you of a quote from anybody? It doesn't. I also gave you my notes, so it's also in my notes. Oh. But you may have. <laughs> I didn't bring them. Uh, you didn't bring the notes? Good. Yeah. You didn't bring the notes I gave you. Um, <laughs> no, I, I think it's better than the notes. You did good. That, that reminds me of Neil Armstrong. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Right? Walking on the moon. Yes. So, so what was that quote? It's one small step for man, one giant leap for mankind. Yeah, right? And, and like I think about that when it comes yes. to that. It's one small, it's, it's just a step. But what does it mean in the bigger picture of things? Yeah. And for you, what little small step are you doing faithfully to God that's going to make a bigger step, leap in history, in your life, and those mm. around you? Yeah, that's good. That environment and circumstance, it's like, yeah, for, for Neil Armstrong, he was literally taking a step. He was getting down off a ladder. That, you know? that he's done a billion times. If, if, if he was doing that in his backyard, you know, climbing Whatever. down a ladder, nobody cares, but like his preparation and mm -hmm. his commitment to mm -hmm. a mission and all the hard work that he did put him in that position to do a seemingly insignificant thing. All he did was take a step. But where but did that step? But was where monumental? Did, but where did and, for and, everybody and all and all the faithfulness that yeah. he'd say, guys, I'm about to get out of this ship. I'm yeah. about to walk on the moon, dog. Yeah. Like no one's ever done this. Yes, yeah. I'm about to go do this. And that was big. What he did was small, but but you're right. It was bigger in the big scheme. But all those faithful things that he did to lead up to that one step was right. huge. Yep. And he says this is going to change history. Yes. And it did. And for us, I don't think that like who knows who knows in the story of God of you having a conversation with somebody that you've had with somebody else a thousand times yep. that that one conversation does not change history for that person. Right. And that is, is, is bigger than a moon landing in yes. the kingdom of God. Absolutely. Yeah. That, that one conversation, that one, Hey, I'm gonna pray for you. Hey, I'm here for you. God yeah. loves you. What can I do that you probably have said a ton of times, but who knows what that one thing yeah. will make history for that person. Right. And it's and not their family and in, beyond for generations and yes. generations. Yes. Um, and that's not, again, I don't think Daniel's sitting here beating his chest. Right. It's look what God did. And for us, it's the same thing. It's not look what I did. 
I saved somebody. I talked about Jesus. No, look what God allowed me to do. Look at the opportunities he put in my life because I was faithful beforehand. Right. The small steps lead to big things mm. um, in that. Um, yeah, man. Daniel 1. There's a lot in Daniel 1. I think we should stay in Daniel and, and do some more of this. Daniel's a crazy book. It's awesome. Yeah, okay. <laughs> well, then let's do a little more Daniel. Uh, let's jump in that for next week um, and have that. Um, and if there's something that we missed in this first part of Daniel. Which we did. Which we did. <laughs> um, feel free to... I can already say, feel free to hit us up. Yeah. So far, you guys haven't. So I'm like... <laughs> like I'm not really worried that you guys are going to call us out, but you might now cause, just because I said that um, and have that. Uh, well, hey, hope you guys have a good rest of your Thursday or whenever you're listening to this, a good rest of the week. Um, what convictions, what small steps can you take today uh, just to strengthen your faith? Mm-hmm. The small things that will, no one will ever see. Yep. Convictions, commitments. Yeah. Yep. And good. Have in there. Well, man, uh, this is a good one. I enjoyed yeah. this. Daniel. Daniel. There he is. Uh, well, make sure you guys rate and review and subscribe. And I'll tell you this. We always say like, hey, share with a friend. I'm not going to put these people on blast. I'm not going to say their name. Even though the wife listens to this every now and then. I was with people this weekend. Yeah. And you guys know who you are. But I was with these people this weekend talking. And somehow the podcast came up. Yeah. And she goes, oh, yeah, I listen sometimes. And her husband goes, what? <laughs> I'm like, hey, if you listen to this, share it with your spouse. At least tell your husband At least tell your husband or wife and be like, hey, I listen to this. Yeah. You may like it. And if you don't like it, well, then. You ain't got to listen to it again. You ain't got to listen to it again. <laughs> it might have that in there. Um, well, hope you guys have a great week and all that fun stuff. Rate, review, subscribe, share, like, smash, button, yep, email, text. That. I don't care. Do those things. <laughs> <laughs> Do those things, and we will catch you all next week. Bye, friends. Peace.